Hi everyone. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Mashrur. And in today's episode, I had the opportunity to talk to one of my mentors, Dr. Wade Wilson from the University of Waterloo about mental health during these tough times that we're going through. Dr. Wilson is a lecturer at the University of Waterloo. He was also my thesis supervisor from my final year of my undergrad. Dr. Wilson has a strong background in sports psychology and mental training skills and the applications of psychology in sports. We covered a lot of topics in this conversation, such as anxiety with performance, anxiety in the long run. We talked about how to overcome these anxieties, how to be more present, how to be more mindful of everything that's going around, and how to stop comparing ourselves to each other. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. I really enjoyed it. And just a little disclaimer before we start, both Dr. Wilson and I spoke from our own personal experiences, and we don't mean to demean anyone else's clinical mental health because we both know that these topics are subjective and therefore we don't claim to be speaking for everyone or we don't claim to be in the position of understanding where everyone else is coming from. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me. No, I, when I, uh, when I like announced that you're going to be on, a lot of people hit me up on my social media and they were like, uh, a lot of your former students, I guess, and they had a lot of good things to say. They were like, oh, I love this professor. And, you know, we used to meditate before class and we just like everyone was like super psyched that you're going to be on. And so like from me too, you know, I, you know, like I've, I've known you for a while now. We've worked together and uh, for the past year of my life, I guess you've kind of been a mentor to me. So for that, I want to thank you as well. And, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Well, just, yeah, thank you very much. I'm honored for for you to say that and yeah it's been for our our, our relationship over the past uh, years yeah from student lecture to to to, to friends you know like it, it's 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 amazing how our relationships kind of kind of transition so but it's been a, been a pleasure and yeah we've had a lot of great conversations i'm looking forward to this one as well and to all of the people that posted on your instagram page again i'm, I'm humbled and honored uh, uh thank you for those comments much appreciated and i i'll continue to try and do my best yeah, I think like every time, even even the way our, um, I guess, more, uh, you know, the student professor relationship started for, for my final year was kind of random as well, right? I think I was walking by a classroom that you happened to be in and I, I took a course with you uh, three, four years ago, probably 20, somewhere around 2017. <laughs> And I just want to say hi because I, I saw your cool tattoos and I was like, <laughs> I was like, those are pretty cool. And like, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to this guy for over three years. So I was like, let's see what he's up to. And that kind of led to more opportunities and into this relationship, which I'm very grateful for. So and it kind of shows you, I guess, that, you know, in life within like, you know, opportunities kind of like butt off of each other. And, you know, before you know it, you're somewhere where you didn't expect to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, yeah, like who knows how what that uh, our different trajectories might have been if you didn't if you didn't pop you know pop in and say hi kind of thing because um, you've been around co-op for a while so it was mm-hmm. it was awesome we just started talking and yeah I like my tattoos each one tells a story and mm-hmm. it's part of the kind of my mosaic of what has made you know what's gone into to me with my heritage and my family so it's kind of a way to to honor them as well and knowing that I'll never forget any any of those impacts and those influences from where where I've came from so yeah um but yeah then those conversations started and we started talking about different books and different authors and you know just the whole mindset Mm -hmm. in general and how we might adopt certain beliefs and things like that and how those play out through our lives 
I think being like a, a you know a mental mental health like coach like you like you mentioned, and correct me if I get the title wrong, um, but um, like I think coming from that framework and having students as well kind of created this opportunity for the students to kind of reach out to you, and to say hey I'm like feeling this type of way or like you know I'm not too sure about this exam whatever the case may be because you know our I think a lot of our talks extended way past the academic field. We talked a lot about life in general and, you know, it was a very honest, we, we, we had very honest, vulnerable conversations that helped me grow into the man I am today. Right. So I, I think that you having that background in, 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 uh, you know, like helping athletes overcome their anxieties and, you know, having, having, uh, I guess, strength in that area really impacted our relationship. And I'm assuming the other people that reached out to me, their relationships with you as well. And yeah, I've always, my, as I tell my, the students in my classes, my door is always open. And if, you know, if I, I can't, if I don't have the immediate answers right away, I'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find somebody that does and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do, you know, be as productive as possible. But yeah, the, the sports psychology background really primed me for, for my, my current role is, is, is where I am. And I, I couldn't be happier and prouder to be where I am because I get to interact with all kinds of great people and great friendships start like, like this one. So mm. it's, uh, you know, make those connections and you, 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 you foster them. And like you said, different things, bud, bud from those. So just, get, just being open to those opportunities and, you know, uh, go and grabbing a quick coffee. Like we did so many mm. times, you know, just, you know, excuse my friend, shot the shit for a while. You know, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was definitely a blessing just because, you know, and I know a lot of people can, uh, I know a lot of people feel this way as well. You know, like when you're, when you're in an uncertain situation, it's good to have mentors. It's good to have people to guide you through, uh, through the route, I guess, because it's so mm-hmm. uncertain and so like random, I guess, in a lot of ways. And for me, there's certain things that you told, you know, you said to me during our conversations that, like I still try to like strive to like apply to my life today. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing you said was like, your perception is your reality. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was like, wow. Like that just like hit me like, <laughs> like a bus. I was ready. <laughs> like I was not ready. Yeah. For- well, you were open. For, you're, it was just the timing. Right. And, uh, but yet we, it is, you know, we think about it like that, our perception, how we perceive it is what our reality is. And we automatically assume that other people are seeing it the same way we are and experiencing it the same way we are. Mm-hmm kind of thing so it's like this is my reality right now and then also you know understanding that my reality is not going to be exactly the same from someone else's reality and and respecting that as well yeah it's never it's never the same and that's also that kind of ties into like the comparison mindset right like understanding Mm -hmm. that you can never compare yourself to someone else because two people are never in the same position you know the circumstances are never the never equal right so like but I think a lot of us, including myself, I fall victim to this all the time that I subconsciously, especially if you're scrolling through like social media or whatnot, you subconsciously fall into this trap of comparing your, you know, your mm-hmm. life position based on oh, yeah. certain snapshots or whatever. You know? And that's what, it, that's what it is. They're just snapshots, right? Of maybe what some people are proud to show or their experiences. But yeah, it's, that, that's one of the biggest, uh, I guess, pitfalls that we all, we all do, right? Even the most mentally strong people will have... Uh, instances where they're they catch themselves comparing you know what they have or don't have to somebody else kind of thing and it's I guess it's in that awareness of thought to be like you know well that's nice and all but we don't see the whole picture 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like we don't see, we just see that one snapshot. And then we of course start to create stories and narratives in our own mind about, you know, what that, what those pictures mean. And, and maybe we feel bad for ourselves because we don't have that, or maybe we get excited because, Oh, that looks cool kind of thing or, um, and want to know more about it. But uh, yeah, we, we're, we're kind of socially comparing ourselves all the time. And when we're in performance context, it's even, it's heightened, intensified so much like, you know, mm-hmm. academics, Right, right. Sports. I was just like, about so to bring it, that up. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes, and it, and it's tough, you know. Like we're you're you're make you have friends and 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 your support group, but at the same time, they they might also be your competition. Right, right, and that's like a very, I guess, tricky spot to be in because uh, sometimes you know it's it's like the gray, I guess. Because on one hand, you obviously should be happy for your friends that they're succeeding, and that should inspire you and bring you up towards like a, a better you, right? But at the same time, a part of you can also be resentful or like bitter about someone else's mm-hmm. success. And that's like a very, I guess that, that is not really a productive mindset to be in. But like I've been feeling sometimes like I guess since I just finished up my undergrad and with all the uncertainties with COVID-19 mm-hmm. and everything that, that took place, you know, convocation was, I guess, postponed or whatever the case may be. I finally got Virtual put, yeah, put yeah. yeah. I finally got my degree in the mail, which is nice. Um, nice. And Get it, put it up. I will, I will. I think I need to buy a, a frame and then get put it up there. But yeah, I've been feeling like, you know, this year I didn't really, I just kind of took a year off and we talked about this. I took this year off to kind of uh, realize where I have to go because I didn't know where I was at the time. And, you know, it's been, it's been challenging. You know, there's like very unique challenges that come with it. And one of the challenges is like when you see, uh, you know, like I get inspired when my friends are like getting into different schools, like professional programs and graduate mm-hmm. programs and medical schools. But at the same time, a part of me is still like, damn, am I being left behind? You know, like, mm-hmm. is this it? Is this where like, you know, the, the route diverts into like, mm-hmm. you know, people that are, and obviously a lot of this is just self-narrative, right? So it's not mm-hmm. really something that I'm actually, you know, that's something that's actually there, but it's what I'm perceiving at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and sometimes when we do feel those, we'll say called negative emotions or those unwanted ones where we really should be, ha- you know, we're happy in one, on one hand for our, our friends that, you know, got into their program or got into their professional school. But of course, like we wouldn't be human if we didn't think we, it wasn't, you know, some part of me, like you said, that resentment or anger or frustration, it's going to be there. Right. But hopefully the, the more positive emotions went out over the, negative emotions right like we can't experience two competing emotions equally at the same time right right it's that when we come back like we'll use confidence well our confidence and and fear right we can't whenever there's worry there's it's always going to circumvent the confidence we can't really experience two competing emotions equally at the same time one of them's going to win out over the other Mm -hmm. and it's going to be whatever one that you choose right now do a choice in the end Right. And that's like a really important distinction to learn, I guess, because sometimes all of this can feel helpless. Like you can Mm -hmm. feel like so much is out of your control. Mm -hmm. Right. But one thing I'm learning now, and I realize it's like a life course of learning, but it's understanding that these things that are that are happening, right? There's a way we can take it in. There's a way Mm -hmm. we can hone it down to like uh, some we can perceive it as if it's something that will help us become better Mm -hmm. right? rather than having like a victim mindset or having like, um, you know, why do bad things always happen to me kind of mindset, which is something that obviously everybody falls victim to, but yeah. I do too as well. <laughs> well, we all do. I, I do as well. Like, you know, it's like a, maybe there's like a series of completely 
in, you know, random events that just, you know, you stub your toe and then something else happens and then you miss this and right. you like a cop, you know, like maybe a little comedy of errors kind of thing. And it's like, right. oh, why is everything bad happening to me <laughs> all, all right, at right. once? Right. But, uh, no, we all, we all experience those and those thoughts and we shouldn't think of ourselves as bad people for it. Mm -hmm. right and we shouldn't even and then further you know we compound that worry anxiety and stress when we you know when we feel that we shouldn't be experiencing it like this it's like a positive feedback loop of anxiety right so like mm -hmm. you you get more anxious thinking about how anxious you are thinking about how anxious yeah. you are right and it keeps mm -hmm. going and how i shouldn't be feeling and why am i yeah and then like why am i feeling this way and then you like yeah. you like try to resist it and the more you try to resist it the more the bigger it becomes and it snowballs into mm -hmm. something that maybe is uh it becomes like more difficult to handle in the future mm -hmm. well we we you know, like in our minds, like there's lot, lots of thoughts we have between like a 60, 70,000 thoughts a day, right? Like that's a lot, mm, that's yeah, a lot going a lot on up there. there. But uh, we, you know, we'll get, uh, well, sometimes we get fixated on some of those thoughts. And like you said, we, we create a lot of our own anxieties up here, mm -hmm. right? Like we start thinking about maybe a decision we have to make. And then instead of thinking of all the good things that might come from it, we jump instantly to like, all these what ifs like will create 99 problems that won't even there, there's no logical way they could come true but we're worried about those things do you think that kind of anxiety roots from like fear of like uh, not getting what you want or is it like is it something that's even more primordial of uh, like the, 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 that's very possible that it's it can be a lot of anxiety okay i guess with the the fear element and mm -hmm. i i don't want to speak to um you know, people's experiences that have the anxiety disorders and, and or, you know, those types of things. Right. There's lots of other things that play as well, but right. we'll say like in a performance context, mm -hmm. right. We, uh, the, uh, the, most of our anxiety is rooted out of fear mm -hmm. and fear gets broken down into a couple things or two main categories. You got your rational fears and your irrational fears, right? So those rational fears are going to be things like in the performance or sport context where we're directly putting ourselves in harm's way, where there's, you know, a possibility that we could get physically hurt. All right. Right. So that's kind of the rational. The rational is all of the other scenarios and things that, that, that we create. It's uh, the rational fears are out of look, feeling embarrassed or looking foolish or underperforming. Right. Right. And usually the, that type of irrational fear is developed from uh, previous experiences because once our brain mm. has experienced something, it doesn't forget. And it tries to avoid like the negative experiences. Mm -hmm. So right. it'll try to do whatever it can to avoid the negative experiences. So that's the, like the logical mind versus the emotional mind. The emotional mm -hmm. mind is going to want us it doesn't matter how we look or how we perform. We just want this experience to be over with as quick as possible. So we don't have to feel this. Right. Right. Embarrassment right. or right kind of thing. So, so it's, it's rooted in previous embarrassing experiences that we're worried are going to happen again, or thinking about future possible mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Even, even in the academic, uh, you know, uh, context, I guess, like that's also a certain type of performance, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I'm finding now that I'm, I'm, I'm writing this MCAT at the end of August and I'm finding now that as I'm practicing for it and as I'm studying for it, I have a lot of uh, anxiety with performance, like performing that during the actual exam. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, what if this goes down and what if this goes down? What if mm -hmm. I get this wrong? And then 
I find myself, you know, in the middle of the night, I'm like going to statistics of people that got in or whatever, like the, you know, and like all of it is like running through my head, right? And it burns up a lot of calories and, you know, you get Mm -hmm. really fat up here, I guess, right? Like you get Mm -hmm. like, you get constipated with these ideas that are not true. Mm -hmm. And we as humans just, I guess, tend to hold on to negative emotions way longer than we hold on to positive emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So once that, negative emotion is kind of triggered and the ball starts rolling like it's very difficult to like take a step back and stop it or move away from it mm-hmm. and it's very hard to be objective with it too and logical right because we're actually experiencing it we're experiencing right and our mm-hmm. perception back to the perception reality thing you can mm-hmm. have all kinds of people saying you know our, our support systems and you know all but they can be very positive and, and helpful but if we're not ready to to see that and accept that then right right and that i guess that anxiety gets in the way of actually doing the work that will get Mm -hmm. you there right like Mm -hmm. i know this from like our work on habits and and athletes and stuff like that that i know that if i stick to my daily obligations Mm -hmm. i will be fine i believe that right but at the end of the day like you know like you said it's always a battle that's going on between like the two sides Mm -hmm. if a part of my brain is like uh you know you're doing this wrong you're whatever and um you know, it, it mounts up to be something that becomes irrational, becomes mm-hmm. very difficult to handle, even though I know that if I just sh- shut this off for a bit mm-hmm. and just go through the motions, I will be okay, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, like our, our well, who was it? Uh, I can't remember the, the, the author, like the, the person who's coined with the quote, but it's the secret to success is hidden away in our daily habits, right? Mm. So it's, you know, we we have a general routine for our day, right? You know, even the small thing. And and with that, the secret to success being hidden away in our daily habits is paying attention to details of the things that we think are inconsequential. Right, right, right. The small, minute things. Making your bed, right? Making sure that, you know, like your space is is productive for you, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, or making sure you're eating, you know, what you're supposed to be eating and making sure like staying kind of disciplined. But once we make it a habit, that's just automatic pilot in that instance now. And then that's when we start to see, you know, our performance and our production. Right. These like habits, I guess we're habitual creatures and these habits compound Mm -hmm. over time, you know, even Mm -hmm. just like a little bit is better than nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think there's a book called uh, atomic habits by James clear that talks about this idea of like compounding. Mm -hmm. It's, It's kind of like money. And like yeah. the more you're investing in yourself every single day, if you do just a little bit of it, you get mm-hmm. a lot of return out of that. Yeah. And you don't even realize how far you can go from, from just doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like it's, but I guess since we are so into like instant gratification, it's difficult to see that. It's difficult to see that you have to put in the work today so then you can be ha- better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We love That's that. Good fast food uh you know whatever instantly the social media likes whatever it may be all of it is Mm -hmm. just like instant and sometimes you get lost in that world and you're clouded you can't see the bigger picture yeah well it's 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 a chemical rush right when you get a like for something you put up like you get it's there's also a physiology component to it right right very recent thing too Mm -hmm. like in in our Mm -hmm. in our evolution i guess you know so we're now we're fighting our biology too as well. Right, we like, right. We like that sensation. It feels good. It's uh, yeah. I think I had to like delete. I've been just deleting like social media apps off my phone during the day until I get all my work done. And once I get my work mm-hmm. done, I'll reward myself as like 
with like uh you know social media or whatever for half an hour and then mm-hmm. that will be it and then i'll let it let it be <laughs> yeah and, that, and that's that's a that's a good way to go about it and then it's also part of your routine it's like during this time between maybe 5 30 and 6 30 mm-hmm. this is what i'm doing so i don't have to worry about well procrastinating Right, because right, right. I'm doing what I was what I'm supposed to be doing at this time. <laughs> and if you're procrastinating, and if you're thinking about thinking about the fact that you are procrastinating, it might like add more anxiety towards you getting that work yeah, done, and you like delayed even longer. Anxiety. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think like once you discipline your your entire day down to like the the minute, it it really helps. At least for me, I've only been doing this for like five days now, so I'm not even gonna come out of this uh, trying to pretend like I know a lot about this or. I've just read about it and I've heard other people talk about this, but I found that, you know, discipline does equal freedom. The more Mm -hmm. I've structured my life, I like, cause I guess the way it is, is just like, you know, you have to be both the boss and the employee. Right. Mm -hmm. So that means you don't want to work for a boss. That's like a tyrant. Right. So you have to give yourself rewards and breaks and, you know, you have to love yourself in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, But also you don't want to be, you know, super chaotic where your boss doesn't supervise anything at all and you're just doing yeah. whatever, right? So yeah. <laughs> finding that balance between those two evils, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and the good. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes in that, if, you know, with that said, like you, I like using the 80-20 rule. Oh, what's that? If I can, you know, if I'm 80% of the time, mm-hmm. if I'm sticking to my routine and my schedule, things are going to be okay. Okay. Kind of okay. Thing. You know, like maybe, maybe on like a Sunday afternoon, if we got, you know, if something, my, you know, don't get around, you know, if I don't get around to doing it or I didn't, that, that's, that's okay. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, we got to take into account some things are going to pop up, right? Friends or might call or, you know, get a call from a, a parent or, you know, something that totally takes you like out life of routine. Happens. Life happens. You got to yeah. go, you got to go take care of it. This just got dropped in my lap. So, mm-hmm. okay, now my attention and everything's here. That you know, eighty twenty. <laughs> okay, and that's that's a pretty good rule to have, I guess, because if I can keep on my routine eighty percent of the time, things are gonna things are gonna be running pretty smoothly. I think what people are, you know, including myself, sometimes when when you when you believe in like the one or zero law, I guess, like where like it's basically like either I go all in or I don't go in at all. That's what is toxic in the long run because then you put a lot of like. Uh, hardships on yourself and obstacles on yourself because you're like you judge yourself really harshly just because you don't get all Mm -hmm. of it done or whatever right so yeah it's so rigid and that well that's part of that perfectionist thinking right Mm -hmm. it it all has to be perfect or it's it's a complete failure right Right. like people like i have students and and athletes that i've worked with it's like you know or we'll say students as well that want to come in and talk about you know their grades Mm -hmm. and it's you know 95 why didn't i get 98 <laughs> that sounds like my mom <laughs> no no but it, it, no, I, and and like i i encourage those conversations as right. well like i like to sit down and go over the tests and, and ask questions and those types of things but it's like it's i can't like and for where wherever it's coming from if it's an internal or external pressure it's like like wow that's that's a 95 that's awesome right right no right and but it, but it wasn't good enough. Like, but what, right. what is it going to be good enough? I mean, that, that threshold, I guess, is like very subjective to people, right? Mm-hmm. And they can mm-hmm. uh, choose whatever value gives them that feeling yeah. of success, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it has to do with societal pressures, for sure. I, I felt that, you mm-hmm. know, like when your friends are doing well and you're not. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, we talked about this, and I, I talk about this a lot on this podcast. But, like, my first, I, I went from 
academic well, like at risk of withdrawal so that's like below 65 average mm-hmm. to like a mid 90 average in my last year so that took four years of time mm-hmm. and that increase was just based on habits right and it was based mm-hmm. on like a switch in perception of like you know i'll i became more i guess pro- process oriented than mm-hmm. than uh the goal oriented people um and yeah. That to me now I'm realizing is like even more important to just like stick to the journey, stick to the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, this podcast is called a journey as well because of that reason. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. And like, so like, cause I realized there is no end, like there is no destination, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, when you mentioned like you went from like uh, you said process to outcome, right? Those are, those are two types of goals, right? So you have your outcome goal at the very top way up here. Mm-hmm. So that's your destination or that's what you want right. at the end or like the, the end result, right? Mm-hmm. But then we also take into account that there's two other types of goals that are going to put you in a higher probability of reaching that outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. Well, and what we also have to understand with the outcome aspect is that it, it might not be exactly what we want. It might be similar, but it's also largely out of our control too, that final right. outcome. Right, right. And that is a very tough, tough uh, concept to to grasp, and sometimes I still grapple with it. It's like, a, and then we start to think, well, I put in all this time and effort, and well, why shouldn't I get what I want at the end? Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. But in but using a, like a kind of a competitive sport context, it's like uh, your outcome is the end of the tournament. Say you win the tournament or win a game, mm-hmm. that's the outcome. But what went into increasing your probability of achieving that outcome? Right? right. Well, that's your, your performance markers, right? So we'll use the sport, maybe the sport of hockey, right? Mm-hmm. So what if, you know, we looked at the, the, the statistics, things that we can measure and say, oh, well, we won 65% of our face-offs today. Right. Which added another, you know, six minutes of puck control. Right. When we have the puck longer, we're right. higher probability to score more goals, right? So instead of focusing on the outcome, our goal now is, and it's much more controllable, is that we're going to work on winning 65% of our face-offs. So everyone in those face-offs knows what they're going to do to get the puck and where it's going to go. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. So, it's, so that's your performance metric. Go down a step further. Now we're getting right into the roots of it, right? This, this is where your process-oriented goals come into play. What's going, to allow, what's going to put you in a higher probability of winning 65% of the face-offs? Right. This comes down to the skill, the tech, you know, like all of like the, the practice, like all of those day-to-day things. Making sure you're drinking enough, staying hydrated, you're eating, you're sleeping, so you can perform at your best and be mentally alert for that next game. Right, right. Wow. So then you can probably work towards or controlling things a bit more to winning 65% of the face-offs, which when you do that, puts you in a higher probability of getting the ultimate outcome. But again, that, go ahead. Building the foundation of like getting there, Mm -hmm. right? And and I think that's like a really great way of looking at it because if you gamify everything and you quantify it down to like what you really need to do, like for example, for me, it's like, I'll get two chapters done a day and that's it. Don't worry about Mm -hmm. anything else. Right. And that will, it will work out. It will, mm-hmm. over time, I'll get that, uh, you know, rep, those repetitions in mm-hmm. and I'll learn about these topics and I'll understand it better. But I think like when someone looks at a daunting task, right? So for example, in the sports context, it might be to win, I don't know, the NBA championship. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, just by thinking about that, that is a huge mountain to climb, right? It's a long way there. Right. So the same has been for me for like my, you know, like taking this gamble, taking this year off and then just like figuring out where I want to go and then aiming up, aiming up towards these like bigger goals, like professional school goals. Like it, mm-hmm. 
it's it's a long long road to that to that destination right yeah. so if you keep thinking about that then all you're going to do is like you're going to add more you're going to crumble under pressure because there's so mm-hmm. much so much expectation that you might have from yourself yeah. about that situation right but like you said if you take it down to like you know the process the performance you know mm-hmm. and try to control what you have in your control that's right to become the better version of you right mm-hmm. wow yeah that's a that's a very useful skill to have and that comes down to our day-to-day thoughts and and, and how we process our emotions too right mm-hmm. some days you're not going to feel like doing it Oh, I, that's right? like 80% gonna, of the days. <laughs> I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like doing that because if there's no deadline on me, I don't feel like doing anything. I can push right, it off, right, push right. it off, push it off, right? Well, no, like every day is, you, right? You, 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 on, like you honor yourself when you, it's like you said, take care of, stick to the process, mm-hmm. right? You're building your, you know, you're building you, your work. Yeah, you're, and it comes down to, those choices some days we're not gonna feel like that's okay mm-hmm. right this is where that 80 20 comes in as well right and yeah am i you know, am i gonna slip up and you know eat some things i shouldn't eat am i gonna slip up and you know take you know an extra rest day right you know when i should be working out right, right. Yeah, yeah. i will but i'm not gonna beat myself up for that because i know that i can get back on track fairly quickly right and that- through how, how through my thought, through my thought yeah. habit, right? And sometimes we got to override our emotion. I don't feel like it is a lot. It happens a lot. But again, that's your emotional mind thinking versus your logic mind thinking. I think momentum for me, at least, uh, you know, from just personal experiences, momentum carries more for me than emotion does, right? So like emotion, like, you know, I can watch a couple of YouTube videos and just get pumped up to like work out or like study or whatever the case may be. But like if I start from really small tasks that are really easy to do, if I start my day like that, I find that I get things going. I get I get the ball rolling, and once oh, yeah. I get the ball rolling, I'm I'm good to go. You know, at night I can sleep like a baby because I know I've mm-hmm. done my daily obligations. Oh yeah, and it feels good too. Right. It feels good. Right. Just production, right? Like even getting up when you when you set your alarm because you want to get up at seven a.m. Right. That's a, you start the day off with a win. Right. Even though you don't feel like it, you still. And like you said, momentum, I'm get up and I'm moving. Okay. Now I'm up. Well, I might as well brush my teeth right, or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> might as well make my bed now. Right. And that, you're right. Kind of thing. That's it. Just it start uh, that compound productivity. Everything kind of feeds into everything else, I guess, because like once, like mm-hmm. I realized that when I was, so the way I've, I've been scheduling my days now is like, I wake up in the morning and then I do the task that takes the least amount of effort least amount of activation energy if you want to call it that to like get things rolling right like sometimes getting out of bed is like the hardest thing you have to do during the day right yeah. um but as soon as i'm up i'm like all right let's do like the the studying that is the easiest to do right you know mm-hmm. let's do three questions here that's really easy to do but once i get that done and then i go to like three to ten and then i just like start start like gaining momentum mm-hmm. and before you know it like i'm six seven hours in i'm in that flow state where it's just like i'm i'm just riding that wave you know, I'm getting through it. I'm listening to some lo-fi hip hop beats, <laughs> just like <laughs> focused on my, on my task and it, things get rolling. But if, if I woke up in the morning and I'm like, okay, first thing I'm going to do is like, I don't know, do something very difficult. Mm-hmm. Then you might put a roadblock in your own life, you know, and then yeah. I'll get things done. Well, it's, if, I guess if you don't have confidence that you're going to be able to get it done, right. Mm-hmm. To be able to stick, you know, like we don't have confidence that like, or the you know, thought, like I, I can get up, I can do my, I'm going to do my stuff and I know it's going to be great for me. Mm-hmm. Right? 
it was it Carl Lewis said, if we don't have confidence in our process, we're always going to find a way not to win. Right, right, right. Self-sabotaging ourselves mm-hmm. to like kind of, you know, so we can't get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it takes a lot of self-discipline also and also self-belief to, to become the person you're trying to be. Belief. That's the, right. that's the one. Because there's always going to be that little negative voice in your head. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. And, and how, how do we override that? Right. Because like, I want to be this or I want to do this. But then, you know, as we get older with our experiences and how our brain doesn't forget anything, it's always going to be there to use that against us. If we're trying to buck the norm of what, of our thought habit, right. It's always going to be there to try and suck us back into it. I think a lot of it is also like conditioning, right. Over, over time, just like mm-hmm. any other habit, thinking negatively is also a habit, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you do it, very i mean if you do it autonomously every single day and you don't even realize that you're doing it right and over time like we said it compounds and maybe there will be a day where like i guess the dragon is too big to slay and then you don't know what to do you're living in chaos Mm -hmm. well even with that too you know we talk about the stress and the anxiety and and that comes along with there's the physiological implications too of the high blood pressure and you know all all those things as well Right, because your body's always tense. It's always ready to go to war, even though there's, yeah. you know. Well, I'm almost honest. We're our, like we're fight, fight or flight, just like that. So. Right. It's like our body, like our body, like it's the equilibrium, right? Like we might have really good highs and and low lows, but our body's always going to try and come back to a homeostasis. Right, right. right? Yeah. Like you think of the positive stuff that happens, you know, maybe like marriages or you know, mm-hmm. getting into your program of choice. It's going right. to be great, but you're right. We're your body's naturally going to fight to bring it back to you, your kind of set being well point or set well point kind of thing. And then same with the lows, it's going to go, but it's going to try and create that homeostasis. Right. I, I think it's the same for, I guess, every profession, wherever someone's trying to like, I guess, best themselves and become mm-hmm. the best at what they're trying to do. Right. I, the difficulties I think with like, you know, competition in sports and competition in real life is like, sometimes it can really bring out, like if someone is very goal oriented, it can bring mm-hmm. out like negative processes that they might, uh, you know, uh, employ in order to get to the, you know, like playing dirty, if you will. Sure. To, playing to dirty to or, or even like uh, neglecting their own health and wellness. Right. Right. Overwork, workaholic, you know, that kind of stuff. Like I have to do this. I have to do this all the time and being on all the time. Like that's, that's unsustainable over the long term. And I think in our culture also, that's kind of it's glorified to be this, this workaholic machine that you know gets always productive always productive like doing the rock johnson mm-hmm. or someone like that you know mm-hmm. uh, up at 5 a.m working out you know just like getting paid yeah. but Dwayne the rock johnson doesn't have to worry about scheduling his days right because uh, you know like, like like we see those people and we're like well why not us and we're like okay well that's a valid question but for those people that like those and i love Dwayne the rock johnson mm-hmm. you know he's one of the you know when I was when I, I was right into wrestling during his heyday when he was the rock, you know, like the Brahma bull, he was awesome. Oh yeah. yeah, Me too. But you know, he, he's, he's inspirational. Yeah. Drawing the inspiration. But when it comes down to and like, you know, what's that quote? Like Beyonce has 24 hours in a day as well. Yeah. But, right. Right. You know, not everyone's married to a record producer label, whatever, or has, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah it's comparing apples to oranges in a sense, right. but we still use that comparison. Like that's our, we, we set that as our expectation and it's like, Whoa. Yeah, it could happen, but there's going to be, you know, there's a lot of things have to so be put it, in place first. 
if someone struggles a lot with you know having these expectations of like how their life is supposed to turn out and life rarely no one was planning for COVID-19 no one was planning Mm -hmm. for any of this life rarely turns out the way you plan it things just kind of I guess flow through whatever state it has to go through Mm -hmm. um so if someone is very anxious about the future someone who's like holding on to these expectations and when when reality reality doesn't meet the expectation they become more anxious and they become Mm -hmm. you know harder on themselves like what kind of advice Mm -hmm. would you give someone like that yeah um well first of all we got we got to recognize our thought habits right so being being aware of how we're talking to ourselves is the first one um something that uh, as recently i've recently started taking uh into practice as well it's called uh, the abc's accept believe challenge wow okay okay and we we know where there's more research coming out optimism and positivity get a boost when we express five daily gratitudes so I challenge when, when we are in that kind of negative mind space where we're feeling that uh, everything, like nothing's working out for us and we're, you know, feeling defeated. I think that at that time more than ever, it's, it's, it, it, it's, we need to still acknowledge what's, what's good in our life, mm-hmm. what we're grateful for, even though, you know, my expectation didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. There's again, getting to that outcome that is largely dependent on things out of our control. Right. Right. We still get fixated on it, but acknowledging the good that comes along with it or the things that we, that we have in our present that we are grateful for. So I guess I just, like you said, it comes back down to your perspective too. And like, you Mm -hmm. know, how you're perceiving the world, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's always the flip side of the coin that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can look at any, almost any situation and take the positives out of that situation. Right. And Mm -hmm. like grow from that. Yeah, and sometimes we we have no other choice but to, right? Right. Like with COVID, we can try and resist the the change that is happening with all of you know the things that are happening that are out of our control, and maybe make ourselves miserable doing mm-hmm. it, thinking about well, you know, this sucks, that sucks, this you know, all right, or you know, this is uh, actually looking at this COVID situation. Uh, this is the most amount of time my wife and I have spent together since we've actually been living together. Wow. A lot of people have said that on, mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's been good. And we were thinking like, we'll probably never ever have the opportunity to do so much stuff around our house together. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, or, or just spend time together. Right. right? It, it's, it's uh, yeah, it sucks being, quarantined and isolated or you know but we could i could we could we could just both sit in our living room and be negative about it you know but that's the thing with this covid it did it it hit everybody oh yeah there's not one group or one population or one demographic that was unaffected by this right right so yeah, there's, there's going to be some change and some adjustment. And there's a lot of things that, that uh, you know, I think I, I feel for the people that had weddings lined up this summer mm. and, you know, and the graduations and all, you know, all of the, oh, yeah, all of the things that, uh, the, you know, the celebrations that, you know, had to get put on. You know, I'm upset that the, well, uh, but I'm over it, but I can still be annoyed that the KW Ribbon Beer Fest is postponed till later this year. It's not in summer anymore, right? Right, I, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that one every year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of lot of things are changing now, I guess. Everything is, um, 
like for for me personally like yeah i was really angry about about covid and that was it sounds kind of stupid when i say it now but at the time i was just like angry at this virus i was very mm-hmm. you know salty about missing mm-hmm. out on my own graduation because i felt like you know five years in the making i thought deserved to at least walk down and, and mm-hmm. you know uh, receive it from from the university and i also felt i guess really lost just given the context of where i was just because i just finished school and now this is like the void of uncertainty this is the biggest Mm -hmm. void of uncertainty i've ever like dived into right Mm -hmm. so now because of that i was like that's that that by itself brings a lot of anxiety like okay so now you don't know where you are you know Mm -hmm. you don't know where you have to go so like okay figure this out gave myself a little bit of time and then realized like i lost a lot of my routines that i had while i was in while I was in school because like I I took the gym for granted I took libraries for granted I took like you know hanging out with my friends in these common areas for granted you know social interactions and whatnot and once you take away all these habits and you strip everything away like there's no keystones there's nothing going on so then you're just like completely lost Mm -hmm. in this void you know and that can get like you said you can you can either be you know very negative about that and be like oh why why is it happening to me but that's a very narcissistic view because it's happening to everyone. It's like, happening to everyone, yeah. 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 Like some things that, that yeah, the thoughts that we have, and yeah, it, it is just happening to everyone. And I even just think uh, about my grandparents mm-hmm. and my great grandparents, you know, the depression, those types of things. But, you know, I, I have a reoccurring thought, and it's always in the, w- the middle of the winter, right? right? And like, you know, parking lot x so it's like oh it's such a far walk and it's cold out and you know it's snowy mm-hmm. it's wet and then i'm just then i go back to um i instantly go right to my 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 grandfather um who was a veteran and was mm-hmm. in france during world war ii in right. the freezing cold and i'm in in not you know this nice mm-hmm. uh, engineered you know winter jackets and stuff like this with the cold damp canvases and stuff they had to wear and i'm like those guys that's literally slugging it out in the trenches. Right, right. That's freezing. Survival level of uh Yeah, and they're and they're there for everyone but themselves. Right. Kind of and I'm just like, yeah, this that this is nothing compared to that. <laughs> right, right. So it all brings it down to perspective, I guess. Like we mm-hmm. living here we 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 do get really comfortable, you know, like if mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um, you know, we have to impose difficulties on ourselves because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that are taking care of a, for taking care for us right mm-hmm. so like it takes away from the value of things and that's why once we had a pandemic the first like crisis in my life that i've ever had to face mm-hmm. um at, at this at this level kind of like it really makes you think about what is important and what is not really what what mm-hmm. doesn't really matter you know at the end of the day we're just like you know we're here for a short period of time right mm-hmm. And while we're here, you obviously, you know, we're extremely lucky to be where we are. You know, I'm super grateful for where mm-hmm. I am and I can, you know, ha- I have all these resources and mm-hmm. that I can use to like, I guess, express myself and, and talk mm-hmm. to other people and be a better version of myself. I have that uh, opportunity. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it's just about having, like you, like you said, gratitude and like being grateful about all these things, because before you know it, all of it's like out, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, your time is over. And then you have to like, you know, yeah. deal with that. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. Like, uh, I've kind of had a major, you know, perspective shift in the last while. Like, I mean, I'm going to be 38 later this year. Mm-hmm. You know, 80, 80, 85 years, hopefully. That that would be a good number to get to somewhere in there. Right, right. But it's almost over half, like I'm half, 
well on my way to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It, it, it's a sobering thought. And time seems to be moving faster and faster as we, mm-hmm. as we age, right? It's a smaller fraction every year. Well, like we've all been, I think we've all been kind of just so focused on trying to, you know, like we're moving all everything online for online education and stuff like that. We're, right. we're, but we're halfway through 2020 already. And it's that's, just, it's been crazy. like that. It's gone like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing because. Yeah, because to me it feels like the year just started, and then a lot, a lot just happened. It was like a, it was like a huge explosion, and then after mm-hmm. that we're here now, and yeah. like it's difficult to recall. Like, because I was thinking about it today, I've been back at my parents' house since March, so that's like three months ago. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I've had no school for three months, and I'm just at home. I'm, I'm, I'm I have my own schedule, right? Mm-hmm. So initially my idea was like, oh no, like I don't have a schedule given to me. You know, I don't have like someone telling me what to do. And like school kind of provides that for me. School gives me like, you know, the opportunities to go to the gym and like I structure my life around those habits that I have. But now I start, I'm, I've started to realize that I have complete autonomy over my time. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I can do whatever I want as long as it, is, it serves me, right? I have all the responsibility on my own shoulders. No one else is there for, to like, I guess, take care of me in that sense. Mm-hmm. And in, in a way it's liberating because the more responsible you become, the more your life, uh, I guess, comes together. You know, and it acts as a, uh, I guess, a harmonious unit rather than a lot of chaotic bits that are everywhere. Mm-hmm. We start to, you know, gravitate towards what's, in, like you said, important to us, mm-hmm. what we value. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and it is liberating. You're, 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 you're captain of your own ship. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. As you know, and you have control over your own ship, at least you don't know, you don't mm-hmm. know about the waves or like the, the ocean, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, then, and maybe there are rough waters, but you know, you can, you know, reach out to your, to your supports, you know, reach out to, to the people that you trust and people that, you know, have your best interests at hand. Right. I think that's really important for, for people to find as well, in my opinion, like when you have mentors or friends, family, whoever it may be, like just mm-hmm. being able to speak your mind and, you know, be vulnerable and be honest about how you're feeling and where you mm-hmm. are in life. It's, it's really important because, you know, we all get lost in this, like, I don't know. I feel like if you don't, if you don't take a step back from everything that is going on, you become consumed by it. And then it mm-hmm. almost, it can be suffocating to, yeah. to, at least it was suffocating for me to understand that, wow, like everything is moving so fast and I can't control this part of my life. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing here, you know? And then you have all these like chronological age expectations of, of where you're supposed to be by 25, yeah. by 30, whatever. <laughs> and when you're not meeting them, you're like, Oh no, like what's well, going I'm on? I'm a failure. You know? I'm a, what's right. wrong with me? I'm a failure. Right. And we have, I, we have all these socially constructed, you know, by this age, you're supposed to have this. And by this age, you're supposed to be here. And right. And it's, it's, you're, it is very suffocating because you know, every, every phase of our life is kind of dictated by, well, at, by this age, you're supposed to be married house, mm. you know, the whatever, American dream. Or, yeah. Yeah. Live in the suburban life or whatever. Right. But uh, that's the thing we get, we get so fixated on these timelines that weren't, aren't even ours by the choosing. Right. They're all They've kind, kind of, of been socially imposed right. on us. Yeah. And when we deviate from that, we, you know, sometimes, you know, it's tough. Then you become an outcast or like a, mm-hmm. a weirdo and you're like, you know, you're ostracized by the group because you're mm-hmm. different than the norm yeah. that, you know, and that's why also like whenever I look at these statistics for these like schools, I, 
I'm like, what am I looking at? You know, what am I actually looking at? Like, <laughs> you know, there's like the, the mean and like whatever. And you see all these different GPAs that are in there. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. these are different people. Yeah. Right. And they, with different experiences, different yeah. struggles, different, uh, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, just maybe yeah. different connections, you know, like there's all, <laughs> right, right. There's so many different factors, ty- so many different factors at play yeah. here. And we're always, uh, we, t- well, I shouldn't say we always, but we, we do as human beings tend to look at what everyone else has first mm-hmm. and then start to discount ourselves. Right. Right. We're always right. so focused on like, well, the grass always looks greener on the other side or what's so-and-so getting over there. Right. I heard right. an interesting quote recently. It's about, you know, well, the grass might be green, look greener on the other side is because whoever's on the other side is watering it. Right. Right, right, yeah. That's right? true. Yeah. So take care of your own grass. <laughs> <laughs> she get that on a t-shirt. Take care of your own yeah. grass. Yeah. Take care of your own grass. Like fertilize it, water it. Right, right. You right. know, trim it. Make it be proud of it. Be right. proud of yourself. No, there's definitely something to be said about like, you know, like you're always under construction. You're trying mm-hmm. to be the best version of like I, I wrote this article yesterday. It's it's called uh becoming more of who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So the idea is like you know, in uncertainty, there is growth. And I have to believe that or else I'll get crippled by my anxieties. Like I have to believe that I, this is part of mm-hmm. it. All of, this is all of it, basically. You know, I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like understanding that there is no finite destination. The only finite destination there is is death. Like that the end, end all of everything. Yeah, the end you of know? the human existence or your personal. Well, my personal experience. You know, yeah, existence well, one, one day, some, like all of us, one day we're going to cease to breathe. Right, that's right. A, that's a fact. And that's a that's, fact and that's something you have to embrace and accept with like, mm-hmm. you know, open arms. But mm-hmm. I've realized like the more you experience in life, the more you age, right? Because age, we think of it in a chronological sense rather than an experiential, uh, you know, asset. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're thinking like, oh, I am 25 years old. I'm 30 years old. But we're not saying like, oh, someone who's, you can age a lot within a short period of time if you have those experiences that you're mm-hmm. expected to have or like that just life happens to you right or even some of those negative experiences in our youth like we we have to grow up much faster than right 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 right? like and that also shapes our trajectory and our our view of the world as well so it's tough right Mm -hmm. in in those instances so so yeah but like i guess for me i i started to realize that you know there is no right path Mm -hmm. there's only trial and error there's no such thing as like this is how things are supposed to be. There's no such thing as that. That's just the normalcy that people have kind of concocted, I guess, Mm -hmm. to like give you the sense of like security or give you the sense of like, you know, urgency that you have to be Mm -hmm. here by this point or or else you're a failure or else you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, I guess everyone does it when you're in your head and you have these ideas, like, like we talked about before, it's that snowball effect again. And Mm -hmm. how can you move forward if you, if you think like that, or how can you, how can you allow yourself to grow? because mm-hmm. then we, we'll, we'll sit there and that's when we'll start going down those rabbit holes on everybody's social media and going right uh, yeah and then because then it comes right. back to that goal orientation rather than the pursuit of mm-hmm. it you know well yeah i want that that would be nice i want that i want that but you want that picture mm-hmm. you don't know what's attached to that picture right right <laughs> right, 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 right. right like you don't know all you know behind the scenes uh aspect of it so you know you, we, yeah we might want what want that but everyone is friends with with like tragedy you know so Mm -hmm. like regardless of what your position is in life you you are going to face tragedy at one point or the other so Mm -hmm. like 
to really look at someone else's life and be resentful is, seems to be the most unproductive way to move on with your own life, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. water your own grass. See what happens, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you'll be surprised yeah. how things can turn out. Yeah, water your grass. Weed it, take care of it. Be, be you know, at least that's yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, I, a lot of people have difficulty with that. And, and you know, social media, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's it's a double-edged sword, you know. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it could be really, really mm-hmm. uh, toxic as well. So just having that self-discipline is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and like what what understand like seeing and understanding where that the, the 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 purpose of social media falls into your life as well, right? So it's great for staying connected with people, mm-hmm. right? I see social media more as a tool than a right right you're going to connect with people you're going to be able to you know check in on people easier you're going to be able to you know maybe there's excitement especially right now we kind of need it Mm -hmm. right so we can share those experiences with you know maybe our family or our grandparents or you know birthdays or you know the celebrations the graduations like it's provided us so much freedom right right and you know as 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 close as it can get to the physical human interaction part Right. So it's good in that sense, but uh, it, but you're right. It can be a very slippery slope when we start to start. We start to to wish, mm-hmm. right? I wish I wish this, and and I, I want that, and I wish that I could have that, and we we totally discount. What I think we, what we have. Yeah, I I do agree with that for sure. We do that because like like we only look at our negatives rather than what we already have because we're not we're not grateful with what we have. But I also think that during this time this COVID-19 era um I think for the first time in a long time people have had the time to be introspective about what they're doing in life and how they should move forward like you said the you know I started valuing family more because I'm spending so much time with them my dad and I were hanging out more we're talking more I'm getting to know him better you know and like these things are you know it's a byproduct of this this pandemic but mm-hmm. these are just like the positives that that could come out of it that could potentially yeah. increase your the quality of, of your life mm-hmm. yeah it, it is a it is a tragic thing like that for you know all all of the families that have had hardships or or you know lost loved ones it, it is it, it it's terrible um and you know I can't, we can't overstate that mm-hmm. but at the same like we've we've seen throughout human history different pandemics and things like that and yeah it's it's tough but in those times like and i you're right i don't think we've we've really had it's forced us to slow down Mm -hmm. and kind of be with our own thoughts too it kind of exposes all the frailties that we didn't know about right like our healthcare Mm -hmm. systems our like economy and everything that you know just got kind of got destroyed by this pandemic and really makes you realize that hey maybe worrying about x y and z is not the best way forward you know maybe like yeah. water your own grass like maybe like yeah. <laughs> go through the motions that will serve you and serve the people around you mm-hmm. because you have the potential to be the the greatest version of yourself and uh, mm-hmm. i talk about potential because like it's something that doesn't get discussed enough i guess it, within like because you know there's like expectations of like oh this is what your occupation is going to be this is why you're going to school mm-hmm. blah 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 but then no one asks you I mean, I guess you should ask yourself, like, what do you really want from this life? You know, what are the opportunities mm-hmm. that you want to strive towards, right? Yeah. And what what are the opportunities they can strive towards? And in, if you die in pursuit of that, will you die happy? Mm-hmm. You know, so these are like difficult questions to ask because, like, oh. it it breaks you down. Well, it does. It does. It get it, you, you 
yeah, right. It's very raw, and you know, and we're, we're very vulnerable when we when we kind of look inside ourselves that that deeply. Mm-hmm. And it takes courage to to you know say what you want, what you really want. Right. Right. And sometimes in that pursuit, we're going to have to leave other things behind too. Right. And that's that's where a lot of the I guess conflict comes in too as well, right? You know, mm-hmm. circles of friends are going to change. You know, like the job might change. You might have to, you know, move somewhere away from everybody kind of thing and it's it's just uh yeah. I guess all of it is all of it is fluid in the sense that, you know, mm-hmm. we can't we can't stay stagnated. It's always going to keep moving. Like everything is is constantly changing and Well, that's the okay thing too, that. right? We can just we can come, go back to just like our, our well being, right? And we know that if we, you know, if we're not putting our energy into something, moving it forward, and if we just stay stagnant, our well being is going to decrease over time. Mm-hmm. I think it's that finding that like flow state again, right? It's finding something that is not too difficult, where you get uh, discouraged by it, you right. know, something that's not too easy, so that you don't you're not like you're bored by it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like really easy, and you can get it done right away. Uh, it's finding that that fine line where you can kind of thrive to become, you know, you can feel yourself be in that zone and you can feel yourself improving on a daily basis, you know, and at the end of the day, you can like go to bed knowing that you did the best that you could do, you know, those uh, for performances. Today. Yeah, for, for, today. for today, right? And that, and that also uh, makes me think of the, the, the tug of war between performance and self-worth, mm. right? Right, right, right. Because that, I, I don't know if, if it's true with other cultures as well, but I know here for a fact that, you know, your self-worth is like really tied down to your education a lot of the time, especially in the circles that we are, are in, right? Like, so mm-hmm. someone who has more letters next to their name might have, you know, a better, uh, have more self-worth, you know, or, you know, perceived well, that's self-worth. What the, that's what the perception might be, right? Or the, right. the, it might even be a facade too as well, right? Right kind of thing but that's what we automatically assume right right. our society you know places certain importance on certain occupations certain levels of prestige right Mm. and we're 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 assuming that is tied to the self-worth right right we 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 professional athletes right 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 yeah you know the sports are awesome of course yeah yeah, right like sports are awesome and do the things that they can do mm, right in all all sports uh, but uh you know not every we and we 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 as a society we perceive that that's like the, the the highest level of success right but not every professional athlete is a you know a class a role model right 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 so we're assuming that because of they hold that position that they're that that is mm-hmm. you know that their self-worth has to go up or and, we could even have athletes that do all this stuff and do all these great things but inside they're you know right they're hurting right right kind of thing as well but we're like oh like well uh, michael phelps is an example of that right like he's the most decorated olympian in the history of the universe right <laughs> yes yeah but, right. and, and we all and we all just assume because we were awed by his 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 talent and his work ethic and and his, his uh you know swimming feats right and we just automatically assume that he must be like the must just love himself. And like I guess the 
we don't even take into consideration that these are like people, right? When you see celebrities or when you see like uh, athletes on, on television, you think like, oh, these guys are like getting paid. They're making money. They're happy. They're like, you know, they have these supermodel wives, whatever the case may be. You, you see that facade of like, you know, what they're portraying out to the world. But like, you know, when you have that many cameras on you, mm-hmm. right, that expectation, that pressure m- m- must be like insane to feel that. Like, right. if I feel like this without any cameras on me, I don't know how they feel for performance, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's the thing. And that's what we see is um, the marker of success in our society. And if you're not striving towards that, mm-hmm. then you're deviating from the norm. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And these are and then all- it comes into that whole performance, like, you know, the, the self-worth aspect. So, mm-hmm. and then the performance, right? And in sports, Sometimes because uh, the identity is so closely tied to the athlete, of course, you know, we, we might feel that our, our self-worth takes a hit because we underperformed one day. Right, right. Right. Or in the academic context. So we bomb a test. Right. Right. I've done that. Instead of, instead of saying, you know what, I probably didn't. Well, this reminds me of it. I'll tell you guys a story about my under well, experience, my undergrad. But it's like Please. if we didn't get the mark we, were spo- we thought we were supposed to get our so we had an off day. Maybe we didn't get any sleep last night because we had to, you know, call 911 because our roommate or our floor mate was, you know, I needed, needed medical assistance or something like that, right? right. Like all of these things come into play, yet we still expect that we're going to, you know, perform at our best if the conditions, you know, were set up for that, right? But right. Then we, things we happen all the time. As a, personal, as a personal attack on it, then, then it's like, oh, I'm dumb or right. I'm stupid or everyone else is so much smarter than me. Right. 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 So I was in, yeah, my second year at, uh, yeah, it was, uh, what course was it? It was motor learning and performance. Right. Of course. I think I still got the textbook around here somewhere, <laughs> but, um, the course was set up. It was three, three tests. So kind of like three midterms, a final, and then there was a written project in there. Um, so do the first one, get 75, do the second one, get a 77. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm doing all right. And I was, you know, I, if I was anywhere between in, in, in the seventies, I was ecstatic. It was second year university. Right, right. And again, I was playing junior hockey and I had a job. Right. Right. So all of these things, but these aren't excuses by any means. These are just because they were my choices. It's just, that's part, part of who I, you know, who I was at the time with my responsibilities, but uh, third test comes around and, and uh, I ended up getting 44. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I was the last one to leave the, the classroom. I'm just sitting there looking it over, looking it over. And the professor came, came by and he goes, oh, I suppose you're pretty upset with me for this mark. And I just looked up at him. I'm like, why would I be upset with you? Mm. <laughs> I said, I earned this 44. Right. <laughs> that was the best that I could have done on that day because me thinking that, uh, uh, you know, I should have been studying for, you know, a few days beforehand. Right. But no, what was I doing? Partying, having fun, playing right. hockey. I earned that 44. That was the best I could have done. I didn't, right. you know, I didn't make any excuses. I just, I, I did what I could that day and I, that was it. Yeah. It reminds me of like, of like, I guess at least you had that uh, notion of taking responsibility for yourself for that action. But I, I, it reminds me of like my first semester in at Waterloo where I I think I failed four out of my seven midterms that semester, and it, it was a rough semester. I I, mm-hmm. I didn't end up failing any courses, but like I remember going like that was the most intense um, 
feelings of failure that I've ever felt, mm-hmm. I guess, until that point. I was 17 and I was like, mm-hmm. what is going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I thought I was I was dumb compared to other people. And then, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of perpetuates all the other negative feelings and then end up doing yeah. bad on like the next exam or the next exam after that, yeah. you know? And then... Thinking like, oh, I'm at Waterloo. And right. like, I'm, this is a, you know, this is a very tough program to be in. And, right? And right. you're thinking, well, if everyone else is getting it, they must be so much smarter than me. Exactly, right? Because like you're and taking then, out of your small pond from like your high school into like this mm-hmm. huge institution where there's like so many, like 200, 300 other students in your class. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is like, I mean, everyone that you see is like doing fine, you know? Well, it looks like that. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, we assume that. We, we automatically just assume that everyone else is doing so much better than we are. Right. And I'm, I'm glad that I, I had to go through all that because it made me a better student. It made me understand, like I learned how to learn. I learned how to like read. I learned how to write during those years at, at, at university. And like, I saw my own progression, you know, how my average increased by 10% every year, how like mm-hmm. I, you know, got mentally in a better place to be able to handle it, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, only if I did this thing differently or only if I did this thing differently, my GPA would be much higher. You know, I'd be in med school right now, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it is what it is. Like you have to be, the things happen the way they were supposed to happen you know like to hold on to these ideas it's like being a fundamentalist you don't want to be there like you don't want to be like oh remember when things were so great remember when mm-hmm. this used to be like that that doesn't really like it's good to have a look back once in a while to see how far you've come but to yeah. hold on to the past like that and not to not forgive yourself for the mistakes that you've made in the past seems like a really unproductive route to like spiral down oh, on yeah yeah and that's it like we could look back on a lot of things in our lives because in the with hindsight right like it's 2020 we see right. it perfectly but at those particular moments in time we weren't the same person we were doing the best that we could with the information that we had at the time right right you can't right. compare yourself like that like yeah you know what we know now to because i didn't know that five mm-hmm. years ago no i didn't that wasn't even a thought in my mind kind of right thing. right right and or yeah i should have done this or i should have done that and you end up there's gonna here's the dad joke for the show you, you don't don't shit on yourself <laughs> looking into the past right right <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's not it's <laughs> it's tough not right. to but you know but then we again it's just that compound then it just further you know with those thoughts it's like oh yeah i'm such an idiot i should have done this right right and, and then so you realize like, i should have done that it's like well no no <laughs> Not at the time you made the choice for what you felt was in your best interest at that time. Right, right. And I think that's what something like we have to be aware of when we're mm-hmm. when we are looking back into our own lives. That you know mm-hmm. this is where you were in life at that time, and you know it wouldn't have gone any differently than what it was. You know, like you might think like, oh, only if I got an eighty here, because some of these marks do bother me. Like when I look at my transcript and I see like something like a seventy nine or like a, a sixty nine, those ones that are like almost there. They yeah. do bother me. I'm like, damn, like, I wish I put in a little bit more effort, you know? But who's to say, though? Right, right. But that little bit of effort would have resulted in that 80. Right. Some courses I look at, it's like, ooh, 62. Mm-hmm. Like, from my old transcript, right? I'm like, wow, that was that that was a struggle. But right. we got through it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's, I, uh, I think, like, once you go through that grinder, it really makes you mm-hmm. realize that, you know, there's things that you can do to better yourself, just like in, in performing in anything, right? It's just a ha- bunch of habits. Like, you know, 
you know, maybe better yourself in, in studying, better yourself in like, you know, your mental health and, you know, meditations mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's like one habit that has had an impact on my life recently is just meditation. You know, it just feels really good to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really, I enjoy the, now that, well, I'm, now that I'm able, I'm very thankful that I'm able to, to walk around my neighborhood. The green mm-hmm. space is, it's just nice to be in green space. Right. Right. And, we, there's research coming out talking about just sitting five minutes in green space has a significant impact, lowers uh, your stress and anxiety, but also boosts positivity as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I think sometimes that's oh sorry. Sometimes that's the thing though. We sometimes a change change of scenery is needed. Right, right, for sure. Well, going on a walk there, or like yeah. changing where you are, like your locations. I, I did that a lot when I was in. When I was in my undergrad, like I would study somewhere and then I'll move to like a different like cafe or something. And then I'll move mm-hmm. to like somewhere else with my friends. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, like you learn that you can focus anywhere. You just need to like mm-hmm. change the setting once in a while to like, like, I guess, refresh yourself. Right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and then it kind of showed me, I guess, over the years, I realized that all these habits are like, like keystone habits. They, they, they mm-hmm. feed into each other and they make you the person that you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm very grateful for is like, I remember one of our conversations, um, I asked you about you know like do you feel i was like yo you're you are a professor at this university you know you're you're a very accomplished man do you feel like you've done it you know you're there right and then you told you told me very honestly you said and i really appreciated this you said you know i'm always playing catch up like i'm all, i'm also on that wheel i'm also on the you know so it's never ending so that kind of reaffirmation was was good for me to have because it it takes you away from that idea that it there's a there's a destination that is like heaven or whatever right like a destination that is utopia where there's like no problems it's like no as you get older there's like more problems you just learn like, yeah. how to get stronger you know and uh, deal with mm-hmm. them yeah no it, it does feel like catch up a lot but i also remind myself that you know we're my colleagues we, we, we a lot of i think a lot of us feel that way right you know, it's like we're i don't know like i think the day that I say that I'm on top of everything and everything's fine will be the day I retire. Right. <laughs> you know, in the professional sense kind of right. thing, right? Because you always, there's all, like I said, there's always something that we can, can be doing, but just because, and then I've had to wrestle with this as well. And it's just because, just because there's something that there's always, that there's always something that can be done. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be done right this minute. All right. Kind of thing. Right. Like I, this this experience with uh, with COVID is I've I've forced to slow down. Mm-hmm. I for, and it's not I don't know if it's about uh, you know making better habits, but just making more efficient habits, right? Right. It's like right. our goals, right? Like we can make more effective goals. Um, and just even with my consulting and and things like that, like the landscape has dramatically changed. This this is how it's conducted now. Right. Right. And I think. You know, and I think it, it's okay for right now. It has to be okay for right now. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. This is the this is the new new, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's like the the direction that we're I guess traveling towards at this point in time. And it's okay. It's an adaptation. You know, we have to overcome mm-hmm. and adapt and try to make the best out of this you know given situation. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I feel I feel like you know I took a lot of your time, and you know we had a I guess, you know, like I always enjoy our conversations while we, while I was in my undergrad and like all those, uh, you know, all the times we grab coffee or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. it really helped 
me shape the person that I am today. And I, I never, I'm always like grateful for that. Like I, I, I cannot say it enough times um, because at the end of the day uh, for young men, young women, like it, it really makes a difference to have uh, people to guide you along the road. Cause it is, uh, you know, someone who's lived longer than you, someone who's experienced more than you has certain insights that can help you out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. The fact that, that we have that. And then the fact that you've provided that opportunity for me. So I'm, I'm grateful and thank you for being on the show. I'm pretty sure I'm hundred percent sure people that are listening will really enjoy this episode. I, I had a lot of fun talking to you and is there like, you know, anywhere people can find your work or anything that oh, you yeah. like? To plug? Well, before we get to that, I just want to say thank you for having me here. Uh, this was, this has been a, a real treat and I, I've always enjoyed our conversations and, and our, you know, meeting up for coffee and, and, uh, and just, yeah, shooting the breeze. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. been great. And, um, just a point on the mentors thing. Like I, I, I think every stage of our life, we should be seeking a mentor, someone that's mm-hmm. kind of walk the path, right? right. And with the mentors, it's not like you, we, we were, it's not like we're looking for approval, right? right? It's like we're, it's more of counsel right. and guidance, right? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have mentors that I, that I, I'm working with and I, you know, I always think, where would I be if it weren't for the people that laid the, laid, laid the groundwork. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm very grateful for the, for the mentors and the people that I've looked up to, whether it's hockey coaches or my professors, you know, some of my professors in undergrad or uh, my, my graduate supervisors and my PhD supervisors, like they've all been wonderful mentors. Um, and yeah, the, it's, it's pay it forward is really the. Right. right that's right? all I can I, do. <laughs> yeah. And I think this, this uh, program and this podcast you're putting together is really going to take off and it's, yeah, it, it's it's really it's it's really a, a big undertaking. So congratulations on that. So be sure to give yourself a thank you, thank pat, you, pat on the back for that because it's you're out, <laughs> you, you said you went out of your comfort zone and it, it takes courage. It does. I mean, like it definitely was something that I haven't done before. But like like you said, you know, I watered some grass and now mm-hmm. I'm here. You know, plant <laughs> so. some seeds, water some grass, and see what happens. Maybe I pull out a weed or two. You know, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sometimes that happens, right? That sometimes and it's supposed to happen. Right. Right. right? That's. And, yeah yeah continue watering your grass and no i think no thank you so much because like i this conversation was in a it was he was here in like a timely fashion for me because (laughs) i i needed to be i needed to like hear these things from you so like you know thank you for that and i'll just uh um you know if you have a book or anything like that that you would like to uh you know where people can find your work or something like that that'd be great yeah, um, if you wanted to check out my website, it's uh, wilsonmentalperformance.com and uh, have uh, some resor- a resource page on there. And there's a couple uh, books that I've self-published on there as well. One of them I use for our cl- for the 453 class mm-hmm. that you Waterloo, the mental training. And then there's the other one, it's called Fate. Um, a, a student, a former student, kinesiology student, Ambika Banzel uh, wrote that with me. We did that. We have did a fun project over a summer and we created the the other book it's called fate and it's uh we incorporate mental training into the pursuit of everyday success so when we break fate down it's an acronym for faith attitude trust and effort all things that we can control wow yeah i think i have i have a copy of that in my shelf Mm -hmm. i'll definitely get to reading that before um so thank you so much yeah i'll uh just end this conversation here and then i'll talk to you off the air sounds great all right thank you wade my pleasure